I'm Yvette. And I'm Keenan. And this is Based on Books, where we read our way through books that have inspired popular TV and film adaptations to see where it all began. This first season, we're reading our way through the Vampire Diaries, chapter by chapter. For this first episode, we will only be talking about chapters one and two of the first book, The Awakening. Written by L.J. Smith. At some point, I guess. <laughs> I believe it was in the early 90s. I'm very wrong. Yeah. So here's the thing. Both of us have watched the full Vampire Diaries TV show. And while we were watching this, Keenan learned that this was based on a book series. So then he said, why don't we read through them? What could go wrong? <laughs> and I thought, well, I, I know that these are very different from the TV show. I've never read them. Keenan's never read them for sure. So we thought, well, this would be really fun to go through. And here we are. And here we are. Okay, well, even in these first two chapters, there is so much to talk about. There's so, so many differences. Which I'm super thankful for because it Im immediately creates these two different worlds with the same characters living in them. It, uh, I know. I imagine, I'm imagining like, I try not to, but once you've watched a show first or a movie first, mm -hmm. it can be really difficult to separate the image of those actors from the characters that you're yeah. reading. Yeah. So and now I'm just imagining these people in this new adapted mm. way. And the early aughts vision of high school students is so fucked up. Like 20 yeah. somethings with some like 20 something fully developed human beings in high school. And you're like, why are you, why do you look like a thirties like bodybuilder? And you're like, I gotta go to history class. Oh man, <laughs> come on, dude. Well, well, I mean, you and I should know. Keenan and I are both actors. We only act for the stage, but you find the same thing yeah. on stage. It's actually kind of a point of pride if you know you're like me in your late twenties and people are still asking you to play eighteen-year-olds because you quote can't convincingly play yeah. an, an yeah, older Yeah, you just person. You, 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 know, you look youthful <laughs> or something, or you're short. You know, you can't yeah. grow facial hair, so you'll never be a dad yeah. on stage. It's like, <laughs> um, but yeah, the, but, uh, the the concept of TV has really morphed how we think teenagers look. So I have to yeah, also think yeah. about that in reading this. Anyway, so this whole book starts off with an actual diary entry, which I noted because the TV show starts with a diary entry. Um, technically, I believe it starts with Stefan's diary entry. Mm-hmm. Um, where he's like moody and talking about like, I've been alone forever, but I have to know who she is. Ugh. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm giving it grief, but I love it. Um, but this one starts off with Elena, which also in the TV show, she takes a moment and she's writing about, you know, how sad she is and how different this year is going to be. But in the, and in the book, she starts off by saying that she's sure that something quote awful is going to happen. And then she mm -hmm. scratches that out and she says, I don't know why I wrote that. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, is she having some kind of premonition? Is there like, like, for, yeah. that's a strong start to be that like. That is a strong start. Something's, well, isn't, wasn't one of our, what I immediately noticed is a difference was in the show, the phrase today will be different or today is going to be a good day is like repeated mm -hmm. so often in various journal entries 
which kind of has it's kind of the flip side to the something awful is going to happen today it's the 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 good dichotomy of that where it's like in the series it you you know that elena has had some tough times and that she's like working through her optimism like working through it optimistically and like telling herself today is going to be different i'm going to go to school you know one day at a time but in the book it's she's immediately like oh man i don't know about this i don't know if it's gonna be good there's a lot of pain in my life and she's hunted by this giant crow like the okay so she she's very like immediately this elena is is so much more like she's so much more of a teenager i think Mm -hmm. i think they they tried to write not not that like I'm thinking she's much more of, like, a 90s teenager. I feel like teenagers these days have had to grow up a little faster with the internet and everything. Yeah, sure. You still will find some teenagers that, you know, are like this. But this book, Elena, is very, like, impatient. And she, she has, like, she doesn't have that kind of, I guess, reverence for the positivity. And, like, I need to keep working through it. You know, there's this... Things will be better, like you said. Mm. And this this is like, no, things are bad. Things are bad. I don't know But things why, are but... like teenage. <laughs> it's teenage bad, though, too. But it's she also difference. And she also doesn't know why. Because she yeah. immediately is like, I don't know. this. That's crazy. I'm just well, being dramatic. We're coming from the perspective of, we've seen the show. We have a vague idea. We're thinking that it'll be similar in at least the big points. But at this point in the book... All we know is that she's jet-lagged because apparently she and her Aunt Judith and mm. Margaret, yeah. who's her little sister her, we like, find six later. six-year-old little sister who's not the beefcake four. Jeremy. Yeah. She's four. And it mm. took me totally by surprise because I thought, okay, I knew that the yeah. character of Jeremy, her brother in the show, was not going to be her brother. It was going to be a sister. But yeah. I thought it was just going to be replaced by another teenage by sister. By another teenage sister. But no, let's do a four-year-old. <laughs> let's do a four-year-old who we're all expecting to be in this book series, I guess, forever. And and I wrote I wrote down, well, at yeah. least we know that, like, Margaret is not going to be some issue at the high school. Yeah. Or, you know, I don't think L.J. L. L. Smith is going to do a J. George R. R. Martin and kill a child. But um, here's hoping. <laughs> Here's hoping Margaret's in these books for a long time. (laughs) So Margaret, her little sister, her Aunt Judith, not Aunt Jenna, like in the TV show. Mm -hmm. It's so similar that it's going to take me a second. Me too. Me too. I was like, I couldn't remember what the name was. I knew it was different, but I was like, who is that? Judith? Judith? Judy? What? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, the three of them just came back from France, presumably. We don't know why we, Mm -hmm. we don't, I, it's assumed that they were there all summer we later find, we hear someone tell Elena, or mention that she was in the French Riviera. So, they it was were a, It's a summer vacation. It's a summer vacation. Yeah. And, yeah. and the the book the book's laying the foundation of a tragedy that isn't known to the reader yet. Based on what we know, the tragedy from the show, you know, you don't want to make assumptions, but I'm fairly certain it'll be the same tragedy because it's, you, you have to, the books are, that's all the same starting point. For these characters but what's really pronounced early on which wasn't as pronounced in the show is this feeling of otherness that elena is going through especially in that diary entry where it's not just like oh i feel there's a bad feeling happening but she says multiple times i feel lost 
I feel out of place, which is prime ripe picking for a girl to be swept off her feet by a vampire. <laughs> this is one of the the signs. If your teenager is feeling, yeah. <laughs> is yeah. feeling out of place, check up on your beware. teens. Check up on your teens. Are they going out to the forest? Are they hunting small animals? Are they wandering around throwing rocks at birds? They might be in love <laughs> with a vampire. Keep an eye out. <laughs> um, but uh, did you have a quote? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in the in the in the the letter. But right now, everything looks strange to me. As if I don't belong here. It's me that's out of place. And the worst thing is that I feel there's somewhere I do belong. But I just can't find it. Yep. Mm -hmm. Classic teenage blues. Classic teenage yeah. blues. Otherness. And this is the first, this is the first page. This is page five. We're coming out, <laughs> we're coming out swinging. We're coming out yeah. swinging. We know there's going to be a vampire. We know that there's, we already know the diary. We've seen the diary. So, uh. Uh, yeah, so she's at home. Apparently this is like 5.30 in the morning. She's getting ready for school. She's nervous about going back to school, but she's still also ready to just like leave the house because that's when she goes downstairs. You see that Aunt Judith is like burning something on the stove. Classic, um, classic bumbling parents. This is going to be one of those series where the parents are just completely like, either they have no idea what's going on or they're just so absent-minded that they can't, yeah. they can't pick up the signs like right in front of them. Yeah, yeah. All the parental figures are just kind of like either absent or they are kind of bumbling about. Mm -hmm. It's great. Um, and it, yeah, Aunt Jenna in the TV show was fairly young. She was taking over for her deceased sister and um, brother-in-law and you know, so she's, like, frazzled and running around and has her own, like, you know, 20-something life to deal with. And in the book, we have Aunt Judith, who we don't know how old she is, but she is still described as um, very frazzled. Mm -hmm. like, I have a feeling... <laughs> she's trying to hold it together. I have a feeling based on nothing, other than... Yeah, I have a feeling based on nothing that Aunt Judith's not going to be as prominent in the books as Aunt Jenna was in the series. I guess we'll that's see. That's my that's my prediction. Is that All right. is, yeah, Aunt Judith and Meredith or not Meredith and Margaret are mm -hmm. um just gonna be around. They're gonna be flavor text for the character of Elena Gilbert, but I don't think they're gonna get their own storylines in the same way that her family got its own storylines throughout the series. Yeah. I'm prepared to be wrong, um, but I don't think I will be. Also fashion oh. is immediately mentioned, which I thought was funny because I've never thought of in the show, I mean, the show Elena Gilbert is pop popular or whatever, but um, but the teenage aspect of these early chapters is so like I'm the queen of my school and I look I look cute. I've got a bow in my hair. I've got a kimono on. I I take baths before high school and I drink coffee because uh, I'm so worldly. I have no idea. There's there is a there is a I note this in in like later in these chapters, but there is a flare of like gossip girl to it the whole oh, or like pretty little liars where you have like the queen bee hierarchy mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. my very... i have no idea but my guess is that maybe the maybe elena in the book might still be a, a cheerleader like she is in the mm -hmm. in the tv show but that's just me basing off of you know the the idea that cheerleaders popular you know yeah right the kind of archetypes um, but you're right she mentions like She's super confident, and I I noted two points. Um, one where Elena looks 
in the mirror and she describes herself, which is the first time that we get a yeah. clear view that this is very different from the Elena they portrayed in mm -hmm. the TV show. Um, so on page six, uh, Elena describes herself as cool and blonde and slender, the fashion trendsetter, the high school senior, the girl every boy wanted and every girl wanted to be. Wow. And that is very different because I think just the fact that the way that it's written, that is what she's thinking when she sees herself. She is very aware of her place um, in this kind of hierarchy mm -hmm. among her peers. Um, I love the confidence. It's just a little odd that knowing the TV show Elena, who is still confident in her own way, but she's much more... I think they, they try to make her much sweeter, I guess, or a little unassuming in some fashion. Mm -hmm. That there's whole, a naivety she really about her. How pretty she is. <laughs> yeah, there's a naivety about her in um in the show, which I think works for a uh, for television. The, that kind of mm -hmm. naive, the naive girl next door, especially as the protagonist, versus your a character who's immediately cool and confident and like feeling sexy and stuff like that. Like she has this quote. Yeah. It's like where she's talking about what she's wearing and she's like good enough to eat she thought i look just like a raspberry sundae like, yeah what what a weird thing to say but also like yeah she page six she's of a young like, adult teen vampire fiction novel what else do you what are you gonna what do you expect yeah she's it's, a high school senior she's like 17 so she's just like damn i look good you know yeah She's vibing. She's and feeling I, herself. That's cool. She's I, she had a dire diary entry, but now she's feeling good. <laughs> I love that she is so confident. I love that this is so. Uh, I would hate for this to be like shaming her or having herself look in the mirror and be like, eh, you know, could be better. I'm just yeah. like, no, you get it, girl. If you yeah. know you're pretty, you, you know, whatever. Just look in the mirror yeah. and be confident. It's a cool. It's a nice juxtaposition between the most dire, ominous diary entry. And then looking in the mirror and like shaking it off and being like, you know what? I'm I'm cool. I'm sexy. I've got some Parisian shorts on and a bow in my hair. And I'm going to go talk <laughs> to all my girlfriends in the parking lot because that's what high school is. In fact, I missed the first day of high school. I didn't even go to orientation. But like, yeah, I'm going to roll in there. Queen B of the school. I got all my girls. I got this one boy wrapped around my finger. Like, it's going to be sick. Yeah. Senior year is going to be Everyone's waiting for me. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait. Oh, boy. So I need to point this out. These quotes immediately stood out to me as this is this is a book version Elena mm -hmm. is TV show Catherine if she were human. Yeah, which we'll, we'll get to. We'll see what book Catherine's mm -hmm. like, but because that's immediately brought up. Um, by our boy Stefan or later on but yeah I, I had the same thought which is nice to see it's nice to see that again that juxtaposition of character so early on where you know yeah you know you're reading a high school romance vampire novel but at the same time the characters feel though at least this character feels nuanced enough where it's not going to be just a bunch of outfit descriptions for 400 pages which is good for me yeah. as a, not a lover of young adult fantasy. I, I'm already feeling good <laughs> about this. All right. So she goes downstairs. She says good morning to her fam. And then she's also like, cool. Uh, don't wait for me for dinner. I might go with my friends. Goodbye. And she hasn't even left her house. 
She has not stepped off her porch. And once again, we get a moment of, oh, something is very wrong. Like severe she... panic, like immediate panic yeah. attack. And she yeah. knows that something is watching her. Mm-hmm. And she happens to look up into a tree and she sees that there is this giant crow that's just watching her in the creepiest way. Yeah. Um, it's, and I, I quoted that because mm-hmm. I read it and it made me actually out loud say, ew. She says, yeah. but as she stared at it, Elena felt herself flush slowly, heat coming in waves up her throat and cheeks because it was looking at her. looking the way boys looked at her when she wore a bathing suit or a sheer blouse as if it were undressing her with its eyes it's a and my immediate thought was that is damon (laughs) you clocked in on that immediately yeah yeah i I uh... was like it's it's either damon or it's a thing that is immediately connected to damon because they tried that in the show early on and then they dropped it they tried they tried Mm mm-hmm yeah. But they didn't want and to so give I'm the like, impression either... that these vampires were also shapeshifters, but it was like a weird familiar I know, I'm like... thing. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know if it is kind of a familiar thing or if hmm. that is Damon in crow form somehow. Um but it's watching her, it's creepy, and it's it's gross. It was super so gross. She... Yeah. So she throws a rock at it. she throws a rock at it and is like i gotta go to school i gotta go to school i can't think about this i'll just hope yeah it's so like the immediacy of just get out of here you dang bird throws a rock at a tree (laughs) wild (laughs) and she's like okay i I look i look like something's wrong with me i need to go to school (laughs) yeah and then it shifts it shifts so fast and suddenly you're in the woods where this this crow has flown into the woods and now you're with who I presumed was Stefan, and mm-hmm. I was correct. <laughs> yeah, immediately, immediately. Is that is that still chapter one? Is chapter one end it, on Stefan? It does, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. So Stefan yeah. is in the woods. He's got a rabbit in his hands mm-hmm. that he's just eaten. And they describe that Stefan Salvatore, I love that they kept the last name so far, Gilbert and Salvatore for our, you know, yeah. Elena yeah. and Stefan. Um he, they describe that he's got curls. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have like, the he doesn't oh, have I the updo. It. He doesn't have the updo. I love it. Yeah. I'm I so think, ready for curly Stefan. I think we're we're going to see a um because uh, there's going to be some strong differences immediately between the art style and the cinematography and the direction of the show versus the books. And mm-hmm. I think there's another bold claim coming out of me. I think that the show is going to have its characteristic style because while these books were written early 90s, the show is a product of a post-Twilight vampire fandom. And so Mm -hmm. Twilight set the precedent for what teenage vampires look like, specifically in the movies. And And TV was right, it's like zombies, TV was riding that wave so high yes (laughs) so now that you've mentioned twilight it was the elephant i'm gonna i'm gonna move forward with this Mm -hmm. because stefan sees the crow and he immediately is like that bird is weird there's something off about it but i'm not gonna think about it because he's so consumed with Mm -hmm. 
his like his bloodlust uh, his his like bloodlust immediately yeah. he alludes so much to having so much of an issue which in the show we know that Stefan is what they call a ripper he's had a past where he cannot control his hunger he literally rips through bodies and he kills multiple people in like the span of a couple minutes and it's a point of shame for him um later on and yeah. we get a sense of that too so i'm like is this alluding to a past where he's been a ripper where he's mm-hmm. had a bloodlust issue because he says things like he was lucky that this time he'd only killed a rabbit i'm wondering also if like how long has he been doing this because he calls this he's presumably going to go to the high school mm. and he calls this he says this masquerade was going to be hard enough yeah. to pull off as it was. So I'm like, why is this so hard? It sounds like he was living in <laughs> severe isolation, like right up until a week before this book starts, where he's like made yeah. some, you know, they don't have all the answers yet, but he's made some mysterious decision to both go to Fell's church, this, to this Virginian town, which he doesn't seem to have any direct connection with uh, yet. As no, far as he we doesn't know. know why he came here. Yeah. He says that it's a, quote, young town by his standards, which makes me think that he's very But it's got that Civil War Um, history, which is a common, that's a common theme from the show. But we're seeing some mm -hmm. some strong differences already. This this book is leaning hard into Stefan's Italian-ness, which the show otherwise completely forgot, aside from the fact that they they were at one point Italian immigrants living in America. But the books point to Stefan immediately being italian immediately being from italy like that's his his go-to thing at school is that he's an italian boarding school like exchange student practically and so you have this uh, practically you have this like transatlantic continental isolation european italian vampire (laughs) killing rabbits (laughs) in the woods and being like man i'm hungry but and deciding that like he had to step out of out of the darkness and he's mm-hmm. he, this is going to be new yeah. and it's a fresh start and then we're all he goes back to thinking about the crow and this is where i get this is the most edward cullen this moment is where i gasped because he says he says and i did too he says that he thought he might send a quote probing thought at the crow but then mentions that no he cannot use his capital p powers. his capital p powers and i'm like can he read can he like? yes he... this would be totally different from the tv show so one of the things that he says is quote you don't use the powers unless it is absolutely necessary not unless there is no other choice mm-hmm and I'm like, what other yeah. powers do they Remember have? Remember your promise, he said. So he's made a promise either to himself or to somebody about these powers, which are the a wild departure from what we saw in the series, <laughs> which yeah. could, could be based on... Uh, I'm coming out strong with a lot of uh, hypotheses, but the show being... That's what, that's what this is about. The show being a post-Twilight creation might have chosen to do away with some of these powers that these characters might have as a means of drawing a divide between itself and the still very at the time relevant twilight series which 
yeah as a younger book series but a show but a, but movies that absolutely created the ethos of what a vampire on tv should look like and, yeah we we have to remember that when while these books were written in the 90s when twilight came out mm-hmm. just a year later the tv show started yeah the, the yeah oh yeah this tv show was a year after the, the, the first movie mm-hmm. which was um yeah like, you you had the first twilight movie come which out was, and what then, 2009 was the first movie um i i believe no 2007 or 8 mm-hmm. and i believe that the vampire diaries tv show started in 2009 yeah so i mean it was they're immediately capitalizing on the hype of vampires mm-hmm. yeah Oh, and I, I'm pretty sure that that's part of the reason why they also, since we're going on this hi- on this hypothesis train, mm-hmm. there there's a lot of talk about how that is why they cast the roles of Elena and Stefan specifically the way that they did, and why Stefan in the show his hair is not curly; it's like it's up, it's you know that it's the Robert kind of Pattinson thing, like, like one hand of gel just right through your hair, and then yeah. you go to school looking like and, Edward Scissorhands. And they went with with a brunette, like a a petite brunette, mm-hmm. for Elena because they were capitalizing on the image of Kristen Stewart as Bella. Yeah, Swan. the waifish female protagonist and the the sullen with the long curtain. Yeah, the long curtain of hair in her face. Yeah, and, and the sullen, moody male vampire thing. And that's just that's just an inescapable fact of the show is that they made no bones about being a post-Twilight vampire show. And they got a lot of mileage, I think, both comedy-wise and in creating the comparison and in, in continually kind of <laughs> yeah. transcending the comparison. Because there's there's a lot... I mean, there are a lot of specific differences between the two, which is obvious, but they don't shy away from the... Ex- they, they expect people to compare them, I think. And they knew going in that that was what was going to happen. And so while they shine the light on some of the comparisons they also you know are unfortunately forced to make changes from i think the original books that draws the show in a, a starker contrast to the, those movies yeah mm-hmm. um so yes so now we get these vampires who presumably have multiple powers and i guess we'll find out what they are later it was um, wild though another thing it was wild page 12 another... powers <laughs> capital p powers yeah. <laughs> i had a moment there mm. um but okay we cannot forget also that we are in the south and what better way we are in virginia and of course the south has to remind you that you are in the south immediately because we get the name of their high school it's the last and their sentence of the first chapter and i, I wanted to die as soon as i read it their high school is named Robert E. Lee High School. And pardon my French, but I said that is the most fucking Southern thing I have ever heard yeah. in my life. Yeah, right. Add it to the list. Um, I I was like, well, yep, that makes sense. It's a, it's a bummer, <laughs> but it's part of it. It's part of it now, unfortunately. So I am I am um, hopeful that. In in modern day Fells Church, <laughs> mm-hmm. Robert E. Lee High School is no longer the name. But we know that this is set in the South, and this is a very stark reminder of mm-hmm. that. So they remind you Stefan immediately. heads off. 
Yeah, Stefan heads off to Robert E. Lee High School, and it cuts right back to Elena meeting her friends uh, at the top of Chapter 2. Um, and I immediately was getting 100% Mean Girl vibes from Elena specifically, mm-hmm. because she talks about she's got her, her general group of friends, plus four to five people who just kind of hang on for clout. Yeah, that weird, not real high school thing that people hate, just like loiter around groups of friends they don't have for like popularity. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, my high school experience was a little different in that sense. I didn't pay attention to that mm-hmm. much. I know some people had that. Yeah. But the fact that the way that she describes them, like they are hangers on, and she's very aware that she doesn't consider them part of the actual group. And I immediately was like, dang, Elena, that's cold. Yeah, she's savage, dude. Right off the right out of the gate. She's got this I mean, well they the whole chapter two has this extended metaphor about like the Queen mm-hmm. Bee and the throne. And she and Caroline immediately are at odds with this like, I'm coming for your yeah. crown, lady. Well you better buy well, a scepter. She, she she when they when they greet each other in the parking lot, she greets her very coolly, it says, and you're not really sure why, um, which is mm-hmm. very contrasted by, like, it gets warmer as she goes through her friends. So you have, like, the cool anyway. kind of, like, hi from Caroline, who she's known since kindergarten, basically a supermodel. She says she grew a little taller. She's got this, like, beautiful auburn hair and green eyes. And... Very Vogue-like is what, is what uh, L.J. Smith says. Very yeah. Vogue. So you have this, like, supermodel kind of, like, coolly saying hi to her. Mm-hmm. And then she moves on to Bonnie. And I was like, yes, Bon Bon. But Bonnie, like you mentioned earlier, is very different from our TV show Bonnie. Um, and I gotta say, I'm really sad. I think everyone in this book so far is white. Like, W-H, white. And... Yeah, both her friends, both her, her immediate friends um, are just, like, redheads. Yeah. Auburn is just red. Just it's just redhead. Like and Bonnie, blonde, Bonnie looks immediately in my, my mind's eye like the strawberry shortcake girl. Yeah. Is <laughs> the first thing I thought of. I was like, yeah, I, she's. I thought of it. her she, as like a like a tiny yeah. Merida from from Brave. Yeah, but like, sure, yeah, but like with more of a perm instead of uh instead of the Merida Scottish curls. But yeah, like this short girl yeah. who comes up to Elena's chin. Uh, with curly red hair that Elena, because high school, immediately comments on, like, oh my god, you've changed your hair, and all this stuff. And, and yeah, there's immediate stark differences between these characters as we saw them in the show, and as we see them now. And, you know, yeah. there's a lot of room for growth, especially, I'm hoping, especially between Caroline and our girl Elena. But there's also Margaret, who no, I... Meredith... <laughs> Meredith, oh god, Margaret's her freaking daughter. Her, her, no, sister. her sister. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's Meredith, who I just wrote in my margins. Who is she? Because I have zero memory of a Meredith. I read that and I was like, Meredith? You mean Meredith Fell? And in the TV show, Meredith Fell comes in in like, I don't know, season two or three or somewhere. Um, and she's a doctor. Yeah. No, but she, she's like she's like in her forties. She's, someone who, she's like a yeah, doctor who's in like her forties. A grown up doctor who like dates uh Alaric, if people know we you know the T V show. She like dates mm-hmm. Alaric at one point. Um 
she's just someone who just kind of ends up in their group through like connections and then leaves but apparently meredith is her friend and it it would make sense because if we're still her closest confidant yeah they are extremely close Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm kind of sad that we didn't get to see that i would have liked to have had a meredith who was their age and yeah you know that she had some connection she's missed meredith more than anyone um looking at the tall girl meredith never wore any makeup but then with perfect olive skin and heavy black lashes she didn't need any right now she had one elegant eyebrow raised as she studied elena like there's an immediate long deep connection between them that i was assuming would Mm -hmm. be between caroline and elena purely based on my knowledge of the show but it's cool to see a different character and it's cool to see meredith seems like she brings kind of a groundedness to this very high school group in her comments and we'll see we'll see as this chapter goes and how the group you know how the group deals with change collectively and meredith and meredith is kind of there as this like voice on elena's shoulder this guy confidant as she yeah. lords her queenliness around the school and meredith is just kind of her bff yeah i note later in the chapter that um Meredith seems to be the only one who can kind of call her out on things mm-hmm. without Elena getting upset. Yeah, um, yeah, but there's definitely a hierarchy. There's nice definitely a high school hierarchy that is at well established. One hundred percent. Because she has all of she has these girls in her immediate circle that she considers her friends, and then she has the rest of the group who just kind of follows mm-hmm. her. Um, and we see that later. But yeah, so she's got these three friends. And it's a interesting dynamic where you have levels of closeness. And, um, yeah, then we, we get more description about these friends. Um, we learn that Elena is super blonde and super white. And they say that she's almost as white as Bonnie. Yeah. Because they call her almost translucent. Yeah, Bonnie is fair and translucent is what is what they, they say. Yeah. Which I think supports your Merida, your, your Merida mind's eye thing but i i'll until proven otherwise bonnie is is the cheesecake strawberry shortcake girl for me (laughs) um but i i gotta say i'm i'm really sad i mentioned earlier that i'm pretty sure all of her friends and so far everyone in this book is white yeah you learn Um, to appreciate that that there wasn't a lot of diversity in the show unfortunately but there was still more than we're seeing now and it was it's yeah i wish that the tv show did better by its people of color but i'm missing bonnie being black that would have been cool or anyone that has a major plot point so far <laughs> we'll see as it progresses mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. immediately bonnie brings up that one of her cousins told her that she's quote psychic so we oh boy. we start to get it let's go <laughs> yeah i wrote fuck I wrote, yeah <laughs> in the margin because because i was so disappointed that that in in the coolness with which uh, elena talks to bonnie and caroline that as, as soon as i read that her cousin said she's psychic i was like oh yeah the agency begins now i'm 100 <laughs> percent team bonnie all the way do your palm reading i can't wait i'm like Let's go. yes we begin the storyline for bonnie i love mm-hmm. it start uh, i wrote start in the margin early. you're a witch bon bon <laughs> yeah we'll see we'll um, see so she's trying to read her palm and people are giving her a hard time for it. And at first it starts like, you know, yeah, uh, I don't know if this line is this. I don't know if this is your heart line. Yeah. And then she has a like, that's so Raven moment where people start joking about what is she going to meet a tall, dark, handsome stranger? And she's like, 
she goes into this like daze and is like uh yeah he'll be a stranger and there's something dark about him but he's not tall yeah no it's uh it's yeah it's so weird dark yes and a stranger but not tall bonnie's face bonnie's voice was hushed and far away although she continued after a moment looking puzzled he was tall which is the weirdest thing to write in the world but i guess it's like setting the stage that maybe he's dead maybe he's vampire who knows oh okay see i didn't even take it that way my brain was like okay it should be talking about stefan right Mm -hmm. but the whole was tall this is the dumbest thing (laughs) you're gonna laugh um because the whole was tall i was like is she talking about the crow is she talking about damon Technically, he was tall at some point you're, when he was human. You're, no, you're caught up on this Damon thing, dude. I, the crow is, as far as I'm concerned, the crow is a crow. And if it turns I, out yeah. to if it turns out to be Damon, fucking rad. I can't wait for more wild powers. But I'm, all, I'm glad that you interpreted this differently. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I'm interpreting this in these the, the the early early Vampire Diaries world of. An Elena and Damon relationship does not exist. There is no, there isn't, as far as this chapter is concerned, Damon's not a character. But Stefan immediately showing up, I was like, this palm reading has to be immediately about our plucky, bloodthirsty protagonist, Stefan, who I assumed was like, oh, he was tall because his height, his height is immediately described as average. Yes, 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 yes. I, I just, I just had a thing about like, Damon, I'm not even thinking about them as a relationship. I just know no. that he's going to show up. No, yeah, I meant relationship as just, like, characters re- relating to one another. But um, Yeah, this is just me having, you know, some kind of future knowledge because I have some amount of information from the TV show. Yeah, yeah, you, but yeah. Anyway, so my that was my guess. I'm glad that yours was different. And um, so we get even more examples of Elena being more like our TV show Catherine where she's confident and, like, she has... She's irritable, and she can be cold. And we see this right away when your boy Stefan shows up in his Porsche, oh, his 911 Turbo Porsche. God. In, oh, in black, the, like shiny black. The epitome of sex. The Armani leather coat. The oh dark sunglasses. The, the dark sunglasses. Can I, can I read to you? Yes. I wrote in the margins... This is a fan service description here because mm-hmm. <laughs> they describe him as he had a lean, flat, muscled body, faded jeans he probably had to peel off at night, tight oh t-shirt, and a leather jacket of unusual cut. His hair was wavy and dark. And dark. Ooh. And I was like... He wasn't tall, though. Just average height. Ooh, yeah. immediate chemistry. Yeah, but and like all the girls are fond. It's over the him. it's the slow motion. It's the slow motion '90s teen movie scene where everyone's head turns as this Porsche crawls its its you know it it like sleeks its way like a lazy panther through this like high school parking lot looking for a space. And this dude that no one's ever seen before in his stupid dark sunglasses and his leather jacket like 
climbs his way out of the car and every girl within 200 miles drops their books <laughs> and he's just like walking into school all slow and everyone's head is turning and following him yeah it's i i love it i was so looking forward to this moment and it absolutely did not disappoint i i love the description just the and elena is on it immediately caroline too is immediately on it but it this is where you you get another um her friends notice immediately because they say, oh, no, Elena's got that look mm-hmm. in her eyes. She's got that hunting She's boy look. hungry. Yeah. And Caroline mentions, like, why are you even interested? You've already got Matt. Yeah. Like, what else do you need? So then we learn that, yeah, that Elena is dating her friend Matt. Uh, and so similar to the TV show, they're together. But she clearly has decided that they can't be together um she talks later about how she really likes she likes him as a friend which is surprising for her because uh this this confident elena is just like dating boys all the time i love that it's so sex positive so like forward thinking and like you know yeah fine she can date yeah there's no shaming there's no shaming going on it's just it's high schoolers being high schoolers and like falling in and out of relationships and doing their own thing there's a lot of immediate agency in these characters which is it's subtle but it's there and it's nice it's a nice thing to see it's a nice thing to read yeah but and she says that she she likes matt enough that she wants to not have him hooked yeah and it's the go up to him and actually say hey this it seems like the kind of thing that when you grow up close to someone and there's almost like an expectation that you'll be together like in a relationship and you're like mm-hmm. man i've known you since uh, since we were 10 and you have this like ch- whole childhood friendship history and then you date and it, you realize like wow i really like you as a friend but this partner thing feels super forced and maybe we should not do that that's what it felt like to me yeah. and that's i think what they're trying to go for with uh the close-knit the close-knit togetherness of, of her friend group um seems mm-hmm. very like we got I don't want to end it but we probably should because it's it seems obvious that he's more into her than she is to him and very much yeah and that was the thing in the show too i mean the the early the early episodes had a lot of that kind of triangle thing going on where she was still dealing with matt and stefan was like playing football or something it's like <laughs> there's yeah it's yeah it's nice to see that she um you know she can be very cool and aloof with people and irritable and in her confidence but also she does care about people in her in her circle and yeah she doesn't want to hurt matt you know like she said she yeah she cares enough about about Mm -hmm. matt and his feelings that she wants to be up front with him and not just you know have him hanging on and i'm like you know poor maddie blue eyes he does not win poor ever. This poor guy does not win because she says later that um, they're gonna have the, their seventh period class. Oh, the together. gang's all here. He dude. turns and smiles at her. The gang's I know, all here. But I, I have a, there's there's a couple other things that happened yeah. before. But I just want to finish the Matt thing off. She she says that he turns and looks at her and smiles, and that it gives her a, pa- a like a painful pang mm-hmm. because she knows that she needs to break yeah. up with him, and she says that she'd realized over the summer. Matt gives her the affection of a cousin or a sister. Oh, 
what a and I was what like, a crushing blow because you know that was while like, she was in france they probably barely talked because it's the 90s you're not making a fucking yeah. collect call to virginia like, to talk to your high school boyfriend <laughs> they've gone all summer without seeing each other she missed orientation matt's pants are on fire waiting to see this girl <laughs> who is just like i i don't know a new italian yeah. man showed up and i i just uh, <laughs> friends and and look, look. It breaks my heart for, for it, poor it, it young It breaks Matt. my heart for him, mm-hmm. but I, it's nice to see that like she's not just like oh whatever. And look, yeah. your girl owes nobody nothing. No, yeah, you she's know? got confidence. They're she's in not. High school. She's not mean. She's this isn't no. mean girls. She's got confidence. And she's allowed to be confident. She's allowed to feel sexy, and she's allowed to make choices. And yes. it sucks to feel bad for Matt purely because we know his storyline and we know the direction it's gonna go (laughs) but at the same time we think we do but at the same time it's cool to see her just be like yeah i know what i want and it's not you so i just wish that so uh, i'm just yeah (laughs) i'm just sad that i'm just sad that like um what we know of tv show matt the guy never wins and so there's a little part i'm like oh it's Mm -hmm. so sad that like it's already starting off like that for him a long road of mediocrity um i hope i hope and what i'm expecting is this sounds like matt is a very nice guy like in the true actual nice guy sense Mm. a a good person and so i'm hoping that he's not gonna like you know turn face like turn face and be like oh you're such a you know whatever call her all sorts of things and try to yeah. like slut shame her or whatever yeah i wouldn't i don't think that's gonna happen i wouldn't want to see some kind of weird competition between matt and yeah. Stefan. is what i is what i don't want i don't want to see that i don't want to see anyone competing with Stefan, any mortal <laughs> at least yeah so it's like <laughs> um it'd be nice if he takes so you know, know. he takes the l and he moves on and he's he develops his own character that's the ideal thing so yeah so at this moment i feel sad for for matt because i know that matt typically does not win oh yeah no we'll just we'll see how the story progresses because there's a lot of matt's characters that there's a lot of matt that we haven't met there's his family that's a big part of the early seasons between his his sister and his mom and stuff like that so we'll see how all of that develops later on i'm looking forward to it or if he even has the family we know he has yeah right so that was big part of the show so i'd be surprised if it didn't exist at all but Mm -hmm. we've already seen a big part of these books that did not exist in the show so exactly so there's the there's the whole thing with matt um and so all these girls including queen bee elena are like you know walking into the school following stefan as he comes in and all of these other girls are like outwardly being like oh my god what's he doing literally following the window in the office yeah yeah and elena's like i'm gonna stand back i'm gonna casually look at something else while i can watch through the window Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and because she's trying to listen in and see if she can catch any conversation with to see if she can figure out who this guy's like what his name is even she happens to see that he does something to the office lady um my guess is that one of the powers that we know of like compulsion where they can just look in people's eyes and convince them that what they're telling them is the truth yeah um because the lady's like no it seems like she's like yeah it seems like the office lady's like no i i don't know what um you're not on our schedule you don't go here i've never seen you before (laughs) in my fucking life and he takes his sunglasses off like he's a fucking x-men villain 
and and all all we see from Elena's point of view is the back of his head, but we see like the the reception the woman's face like go blank, and then she like shuffles papers and is like, "Here, here you are, young Mister Salvatore. <laughs> Sign yeah, here. And... Welcome to school. Here's the class schedule. Yeah. Like it's absolutely compulsion." And it was I wrote down. Yeah, I was like, and... "Wow, you don't want to use your powers on a bird, but the first person you see, you're like, get me into this school." <laughs> I know. Why do you so desperately yeah. need to Why go you... to this school? That's well. That's the thing. Um, yeah, we'll get there. But yeah. But but okay. So, so then, so uh, uh, Elena's watching through the window, and she doesn't catch any of this actual dialogue no, or whatever she... happens. But she very quickly catches on that he does something to convince mm-hmm. this woman, and then she's like already starting to just put these weird puzzle pieces together. Like something's off here. Yeah, something's but, not right. But the number one, number one important thing for a teenager is, oh, oh no, he's coming out of the office. Let me see if he'll pay attention to me while he walks out. Oh so she God. does this thing where she, I wrote that she's like her womanly wiles to trap yeah. him. She, she like has un- her hair up in a ribbon. <laughs> she undoes her ribbon in her hair. And like lets her and- hair fall around <sighs> her shoulders. And she's like looking all off into the distance. And all Stefan fucking does is put his sunglasses on and completely <laughs> ignore her and every other living thing as he walks to class. And let me tell you, she is perplexed. She's pissed, dude. She's super upset well, by it. How could well, he? Well, yeah, but like, it takes a bit. She's just kind of like, what? And she's so confused. Like, wait, this never happens. And then it grows into actual pissed off. Yeah. She, he walked right by her. She's so used to getting her way. She's mm-hmm. so used to getting attention from the boys. And then she goes into this little monologue where you get to see what she thinks about boys. Yeah. And I kind of love it. And I'm also kind of like, dang, it's... you're, ooh. Can I read something? Yeah. Uh, we, might, we might actually have the same. We might actually have the same. Uh... Oh, yeah, yeah. We have the same quotes written down. But it was like, yeah, she couldn't remember. <laughs> How long it had been since a boy had done that, walked right by her. They all looked, at least. Some whistled, some stopped to talk, some just stared. And that had always been fine with Elena. After all, what was more important than boys? They were the mark of how popular you were, of how beautiful you were, and they could be useful for all sorts of things. Sometimes they were exciting, but usually that didn't last long. Sometimes, they were creeps from the beginning. Most boys, Elena reflected, were like puppies. Adorable in their place, but expendable. Ooh, my goodness. Elena Gilbert, get it. Yeah. <laughs> she knows what she, she wants. A, yeah, she, this is where she makes the difference between Matt and the rest of the guys. Yeah, and, and then why Matt, she's like, some of them could be friends. And then like Matt comes Matt. up and he falls into this whole category, yeah, as just this long-time yeah. friend that shouldn't have been more than that. But, like, what a yeah. strong stance to have. What a I strong stance it. to take. <laughs> She's feeling lost. She feels mm-hmm. like something is missing. And she keeps going back to, she needs something. Yeah. And she doesn't know what it is, which is why she's like, she keeps cycling through different guys because she's like, no, this one's not working. No, I don't need this yeah. one. No, yeah. this is not it. Absolutely. Because she doesn't know what she's looking for. And so there's this like mysterious element of like, there's something she's reaching for. Well, she just needs that extra yeah. something. But what she knows is that Stefan didn't look at her. 
And, and that pisses her off. That pissed her off, but it also, it made it, made it real. The hunt is now on. Yeah. As she, she, enti- yeah she enlists some random girl from one Francis. of her hanger one of her hangers on to like do a high school fucking thing and like get oh. a copy of his schedule by lunch so she can like, stalk him to know all his classes which is great let's let's is take a, great a moment thing. let's take a moment to acknowledge Ma- uh francis is her name and she is described as plain-faced yeah, and i plain said faced. how rude <laughs> plain-faced francis but uh but yeah, she immediately sets into motion the gears of being the queen of this school. And she yeah, she, she, she uses her power. Yeah, she pulls rank, as she says with Meredith, who calls her on this shit. She's like, what's the point of being queen if you can't pull rank? And sends off plain face Francis to go get a copy of his schedule by lunch so she can continue her pursuits. Because that's what it is now. <laughs> it's a pursuit. So now that this pursuit has begun, we go to lunch. Um where you get some drama alert here there is immediate hostility from caroline who's talking to some boy and elena's like oh let me go see if she wants to go sit at our table and caroline is immediately like weirdly bitter about something and the quote that i have that you you it's it's just so so much Mm -hmm. caroline um I guess Elena tells her, oh, do you know we should go back and sit at the table? And Caroline's like, oh, what, at the royal oh. table? Yeah, it's and this, whole, this whole chapter's full of this metaphor of like, like high school royalty. Yeah, and Elena's just, like, thrown off by this and is like, oh, well, you know, it's not like you're just some commoner. And Caroline shoots back immediately with, quote, a lot of things changed while you were gone this summer, Elena, and just maybe your time on the throne is running out. She's gunning for it. She's gunning for it. And I'm like, it. dang! This is, yeah. again, where I get huge Gossip Girl vibes. Mm-hmm. And Very. Elena's just like, maybe, but I wouldn't buy a scepter just yet if I were you, Caroline. Who talks like that? This is the most... Like, it's... This is, this is one of those moments where I knew, without a doubt, that I was reading a book about high school written yeah. <laughs> for people in high school because nobody yes. talks like that nobody talks in these metaphors like especially people no. who are 16 17 seniors in high school but like this is the kind of thing that you're when you're reading uh or watching some young adult thing you just mm-hmm. you just learn to accept it this yeah. is the world you're now yeah in. you roll with it this is how people are this is how things are it's it's part of it but it's just you got to stop and laugh and acknowledge the absurdity of statements like this <laughs> yeah where it's just i I wish it wasn't as catty as it is, but, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, again, some people have had this experience. Um, yeah. You would hope that, you know, that the camaraderie between women will get better <laughs> and that it won't always I'm be sure that way. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. There are a dozen of these books. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure that we're going to see this relationship blossom and develop as both of these women find themselves. So we get all that hostility from Caroline. We move on. We go back to the table. We find out that plain-faced little Francis gets to sit at the table because she found his schedule. She Yay! Did it. She's moving up in the <laughs> and world. And she did it. And you also hear that from from Bonnie that they a couple of them have classes with Stefan. And um, so this is where Elena first finds out what his name is. And that he's like living at the boarding house on the edge of town with a Mrs. Flowers. And I was like, who is... Who's mm-hmm, Mrs. Flowers? Mm-hmm. It's an immediate departure from 
the storyline of Stefan in the, in the show, which I loved. I loved how different it was. I was fully yeah. ready for it to be a lot of the same vague reasons why he's back in town and, and the connection to the Salvatore family, which, I mean, we don't know about yet in the books. But yeah. I loved immediately finding out that he's just, like, renting a room. <laughs> this, he's like, in Italian he's... exchange students just, like, renting a yeah. room in this boarding house on the edge of town. I was like, ah, oh, this is good. This is, yeah, this and is I'm like, great. All right. You mean he I doesn't live in a giant mansion on the edge of town and go to high school? Oh, okay. No, he's renting a room. Great. I mean, it could still be. I'm still imagining like the TV show Salvatore Boarding House, which is basically a giant mansion, which, by the way, was a real building. I'm still very bitter at finding out that the real building was knocked down. But anyway, um. I'm just imagining that same boarding house and he is just renting one of the rooms in this giant mansion manor place. But he's settling Um, in is the point. He's settling in and he's there for what seems to be, he's putting roots down in the most weird, weirdest fucking celestial being way of using a boarding house, but he's doing it. And we also find out that Caroline has made a move. She dropped some books and Stefan picked them up for her, which immediately upsets Elena. So the, the competition (laughs) is real between these two characters mm-hmm. and i'm absolutely here for it i love I, it i know i'm like yes give me the I, juicy drama i wish it weren't so weird but this is a high school romance novel so it's gonna be as weird as it can possibly get yeah and it's gonna get weirder because they all have seventh period european history with and, and everyone being elena stefan caroline matt and mm-hmm. bonnie the whole gang the whole gang oh. also before we move on to seventh period there is this might have to do with his powers uh he mm-hmm. he apparently has a medical condition so he can't Stefan can't remove those sunglasses <laughs> while he's inside which is the weirdest thing in the world but also <laughs> it could be i mean we could see um we could see a more direct physical aspect of vampirism in these books oh. that wasn't shown in the series cuz the series they could like create their fangs at will like whenever and like you you got like some fun makeup when they were like, doing big vampire things but other yeah. than that they're just like dudes who walk around with rings on yeah um but the sunglasses like the immediate like x-men i can't remove my sunglasses kind of thing he's got was a like, whole cyclops oh, thing going yeah like are his eyes gonna be some like weird color that that i mean that's my guess because of the type of book this is that he's yeah. gonna have like it's like maroon eyes or golden eyes or some like aspect to his eyes that immediately sets him apart from regular students where like you're drawn in or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I can't wait to figure it out, but it was great. A great bit of just picturing these chapters and Stefan walking around in this leather jacket with these aviators on as every girl <laughs> around him. Is like, Who is he? It's so yeah. funny. Um, and, and we also, I'm going to go back to, before we really really start chatting about what happens in in seventh period but um stefan can definitely read minds because mm-hmm. oh yeah he yeah. says that he walks in and there are all these voices mm-hmm. and he and describes he... that there was one voice that was different and he couldn't pinpoint it and then he realizes that it was elena's voice it's so... because he describes her as quote her personality was powerful. <laughs> it's uh, what a weird, vague <laughs> sentence. It's so immediately similar to Twilight. 
Yeah, I was like, where what you a wonder, strong statement. You you wanna you wanna take a look at Stephanie Meyer's bookshelf. Um for a, you yeah. know, take a quick glance. I'm not I'm not gonna start beef with Stephanie Meyer. But I um, mean it's it's a little different because in Twilight she did throw that difference of, oh, he cannot read Bella's mind. But in this one, yeah. She, her, Elena's voice is very distinct. It's yeah. very clear. And it's a power that he, he seemingly can't control. He's yeah. part of, you know, because we're seeing that same classic boy, vampire, irritable bullshit where he's mm-hmm. in school and everyone thinks like, wow, he's so rude. When all he really is, is starving and it's so loud because he can't turn off every stupid high schooler's thoughts in his head. And he, so you, he... He says that he can focus. Yeah, he can yeah, focus exactly. He focuses in. Yeah. Um, and this is where I did have to note this because I I really hated this character in the TV show. And honestly, I'm hoping for the same end in the book for this character. He focuses in on their seventh period European history teacher, Mr. Tanner. Mm-hmm. And in the TV show, he was uh, he was a history teacher. He was also the football coach. And this yeah, man, oh once God. again, can... I'm going to... Pardon my 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 French here, but this man is a total dick yeah. in the TV show, and he is exactly the same in this book. And yeah. honestly, I hope he dies because he my dies goodness. in the TV show. Spoilers, and I am not sad to see him go once again if he does. Yeah. Um, yeah. It this man is just off the rails, a horrible teacher. Yeah, he, he shames the students. Starts like, yeah, he's just question after question, not really letting them think about it. He and I understand if you have, um, you know, if you have students that are just not paying attention and they're being rude and they're, you know, it's a hard job. Being a teacher is not an easy thing. But this man goes out of his way to make his students feel like absolute idiots and like is not actually teaching he's just saying a question knowing stefan notes that he knows that these questions that the students won't have an answer for the questions he's giving them and he's not giving them a moment he's not prompting anything he's just using it as a moment to shame them and be like see you don't know anything you guys suck you guys are not gonna be anything out in the real world yeah and yeah and stefan does it's, not take kindly to this. Stefan absolutely obliterates Mr. Tanner in this section. It was <laughs> it's hilarious. Like standing up, being like, mm, well, um, actually, sir. And just like he's <laughs> dropping his fucking three hundred year old vampire knowledge. However oh, old he is. <laughs> Whatever however old he is. But it's I mean the questions are about the Renaissance, and it's heavily implied that he's answering these Renaissance questions because he was there. Yeah, so. he has like he has very clear statements about how, you know, in the Renaissance they didn't just care about how you exercised your mind. Your body was also important. And yeah. so and then he goes, he claps back at him with being like, but you know what was also important and what they yeah. valued back then? Manners. <laughs> I know. It's the dumbest shit ever. He's just like it's the it's the be a hero thing of like he's saving the day for these like sad pitiful high school students <laughs> this like crazy fantasy dream of like oh man i wish i could just stand up and berate my teacher for how he's treating me and my friends like it's so yeah. wild and so fantastical and they, <laughs> it's like they have all a you... little moment of playing yeah. chicken too because 
You see yeah. Stefan is standing there. He's looking at the teacher. He's not looking away. And he tells him, like, I'm sure your book is also talking about manners and how that was important. He just and the teacher just down. stares at him. And Stefan stares right back. And the teacher turns away. Yeah. The teacher's like, man, you should be on the football team. It's like, what is this? And then everyone's. And then all, all, the only thing you're missing in this section to make it as fantasy as it could possibly be is the rest of the class like clapping after this I'm, being like yeah I'm... go Stefan carrying him out on a chair <laughs> like you've saved the day <laughs> look I'm pretty sure that in the tv show they had a moment like this with Mr. Tanner where yeah. he tried to catch Stefan off guard because he wasn't paying attention or something and he was like <laughs> looking at Elena and then he asked him some question and he was like oh yeah here's all these answers yeah. and then he like corrects him about a date or something and everyone's like oh <laughs> yeah and then right. there's you this... know there's that God. moment of acknowledging like oh you got him so there is a thing i think in the tv show but yeah it was hilarious and honestly this man is this man's horrible he's not a good teacher he's does doesn't seem like a good person and my hot take right now is i don't want people to die but mr tanner can die he so might. He might die. if he if he becomes vamp vamp food i'm okay with it we learn when the class starts, though, going away from Mr. Tanner, that Stefan realizes that that loud voice is in the classroom with him, that powerful voice, and it's coming from the girl sitting in front of him. And that's when he realizes that it's Elena's voice. But she turns around, and he immediately is like, Oh my god, is that Catherine? No, it can't be Catherine. She's dead. No one knew yeah. that more than he did. And he ignores her. Yeah. Which, once again, leaves Elena feeling aghast. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. he goes out of his way to look away and not pay attention to her because he can read her mind and he knows that she is upset by this. And he says, good, maybe that'll, like, you know, keep her yeah. away. He doesn't, feel any, he doesn't feel any sympathy for her at all. This is where you, you get the confirmation that he did not come to Fell's church because of Elena, like in no, a TV yeah. show, he literally puts himself in her path because he, he's like, she looks like Catherine. Oh, but she seems to be different. I want to know her. In I this show, her. Yeah. he mysteriously decides to come to Fell's church. We don't know why he's leaving Italy. And he's trying to, I guess, get away from these memories. So when yeah. he sees this girl that looks like Catherine, he's like, nope, mm -mm, don't want anything to do with that. Not going to, yeah. nope. Instead, I'm going to tear apart this teacher instead, because why not? But, um, but yeah. you're totally right. There's, that's a strong difference between the characters, where there, there is an escapism that that book Stefan has. There's, a, mm -hmm. there's a, a, need for, there's a need for companionship, because he, he says he doesn't want, he can't live with the isolation that he's imposed upon himself. But, but he's not looking for anything. He's not looking for friends. He's looking to... I guess, participate in society as a means of feeling normal, even though for some fucking reason that means going back to high school as a vampire, but whatever. <laughs> um, uh, but he's not, yeah, he's not looking for any, he's not looking for Catherine. He's not looking for Catherine adjacent things. Like the show immediately had that whole, like putting himself in her life because of the similarities. But um, mm -hmm. I was, I wasn't expecting Catherine to be brought up immediately but she's it seems as though she is forefront in stefan's mind as he's working through whatever promises he has whatever life he's lived and i think we're gonna find a lot more out about stefan's 
previous life in the next chapter. Elena is 100%. Once again, we're all going to get tired of hearing this. She is 100% like TV Catherine because Mm -hmm. your girl is obsessed and she is pissed. She's obsessed. And I wrote down this quote. It's like end of the end of the chapter. Um, Elena says he'd snubbed her on purpose and in front of Caroline, who'd been watching like a hawk. Tears Mm -hmm. burned in her eyes, but at that moment, only one thought burned in her mind. She'd have him, even if it killed her. If it killed both of them, she'd have him. Oh, fucking cue the guitar solo. Let's go. It's Vampire Diaries. <laughs> what a what a fucking badass way to end this chapter. I was like, oh, cool. I okay. Know. I guess people are going to die because uh, she'd have him even if it killed her. So let's go. I'm like, um, wow. Yeah. That just went yeah. full throttle. Smith is definitely setting the scene for some crazy love triangles multiple triangles going on and i can't wait to see where it takes us yeah it's gonna be great so that that's the end of chapter two there yeah so the way (laughs) this is gonna work gentle listeners in our hopes is that we're gonna read depending on the length of chapters we're probably gonna try and do two chapters per episode these first two were relatively short like 15 pages each and it was just Mm -hmm. it just worked with the way that they flowed that like we'll talk about them both it's gonna be a banger this book is starting out strong and uh i can't wait to see where the story takes us i can't wait to see the differences in the show i can't wait to see how the characters grow this could be the one that turns me around on young adult fiction probably not but (laughs) it's good so far yeah so yeah i guess i guess we'll see you next time (laughs) yeah um don't a little bit of advice uh don't clap back at your teachers in real life (laughs) it's not worth it (laughs) no also don't don't don't, yeah don't throw rocks at birds and um i don't know stay safe until next time (laughs) bye I was like, oh, this is fun. Oh, I have things to read. Let's do it again. <laughs> F1, baby! <laughs> <laughs>